No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. My name is Michael Helix, and I'm with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. I'm so excited today, as if you couldn't tell, that we are here with awesome freaking coach of the world, Sheree Benjamin. Uh, Sheree Benjamin is, as you know, pretty much in charge of the entire real estate world for the entire planet. Uh, and we're super glad it's to have her on. Whatever. It's true. I mean, you know it is. You are the queen bee of real estate, and we love you for it. Uh, that said, Sheree, as you know, is is one of our co-hosts on the show on a regular basis. And then, of course, we also have Coach Brian Curtis uh, from Bentonville, Arkansas, the hustling, bustling metropolis of Bentonville. He is with us today as well. And, uh, dude, can I just tell you, we're super stoked to have Brian with us. Brian is always a plethora of information, and contrary to popular belief, uh, they do more in Bentonville, Arkansas than cow tipping. So they actually do sell a house or two there. Uh, I know Brian's team did uh, two houses last year. Yeah, I think he did uh, just over 330 deals last year. So uh, crushing it. You guys got a lot of smart people on the call. And without any further ado, no more gilding of the lily. May I introduce coaches, or I should say coach Sarah Santiana and her sidekick husband, man <laughs> Sidekick. Right here. Sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Not a bad thing to be. No, I'll, be, I'll tell you what, being Sarah's sidekick is actually a very good thing to be. So anyway, uh, and by the way, welcome. Uh, I got Oscar Montalvo, Andre Kling. I got a whole bunch of people uh, watching today and uh, want to welcome you guys. Thank you for joining us. Super excited to be with you. And uh, we've got a great show for you today. So we're going to be talking to Giovanni and Sarah, who, by the way, not only crush it with over 200 transactions a year on their team, they also own a brokerage and do very, very well in the brokerage. I actually really don't even know the numbers on the brokerage. I just know they're really good from what I keep hearing. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to pick them apart today. We are going to pick their brains. We're going to find out what is it, what helped them go from kind of, you know, average team to really doing well and doing over 200 transactions a year while still running and growing a successful brokerage. So that being said, Sarah and Giovanni, welcome to Club Wealth TV. How are you guys? Great. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Super glad you're here. So talk to us about, first of all, tell us where you're at, what market areas you serve, and then just give us a breakdown on your structure of your organization, who's in it, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and while we're doing that, Stephen Marshall and uh, and Brian Curtis can uh, be talking about cow tipping in the Facebook chat here. So go ahead. Um, we're in the we're in DC, Maryland, Virginia. So we cover Northern Virginia. We don't cover uh, Virginia Beach area, but DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, we do have a brokerage. Yep, absolutely. There's 80 agents in our brokerage, although we just brought in five more. Um, so we're you know doing pretty good just because of the structure that we have. Um, we offer a lot of different uh, compensation plans. So we're not like a one size fits all brokerage. We um, have several different choices to kind of give a path to success for agents. So, you know, that's what we have going on here. And I guess people like it. So that's a good thing. So you're talking about a different path for agents. So first of all, you've got 80 agents on your, in your brokerage. And how many you get on your team? How many are on the team, Giovanni? 
Well, we got seven teams, right? Well, we have, yeah, we have seven different teams. But in the office. Yeah. Team. Okay, so hold on. So you got to walk us through that. What does that mean? So you're the team leader for seven different teams or you have seven teams in the brokerage plus you've got your own team? No. So, well, yes, Giovanni has his own team. So, so let's talk about that. So here's the way it was working. Everybody that was coming into the office needed training. They needed help. They needed guidance. They needed support. They needed coaching. They needed everything. And I was the one. Um, and at some point I just couldn't handle it all. I mean, I got to the point where I was sacrificing quality because of the quantity. And so that was a really big challenge. And so I said, you know what, this isn't working. I really want everyone to be successful, but I feel like I'm just a little too busy. So I decided to set up what Sheree calls when you guys call squads, I call them teams. You know, okay, that, so you've got that seven was, squads. Yes, I just don't call them squads. Okay. <laughs> I call them teams. And so we'll I fix that eventually. Just got um, Sarah, I, I wanted to just to, to clarify for people because you know there's 17 different ways to skin the dead cat, um, and so I wanted I wanted to make sure that so when you so on my team when you're a squad leader, I'm paying for leads for you and doing all of those things and training and coaching. Would you explain how yours is different? And I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it is different than how I do it. So yeah, it's, it's definitely different. So what I did was I realized that I was, I wanted people to be more successful and I realized it starts at the top and that I have to be able to give them my full attention and, and give them everything that they need. And I realized I wasn't doing that. And it's just because of time, I just didn't have the time. Um, so I took my, my best people and I said, Hey guys, do you want to make more money? And they of course were like, yes, please. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up teams and you guys can be the team leaders. Okay. And so I'm going to put everybody new coming in the office is going to go on one of your teams. And I do kind of like what club wealth does. I let them interview two people, two team leaders and let them choose which team that they want to go on. So everybody goes now through the teams and the reason why, unless they're very experienced agents. Um, so that's another option we have at our, our office, but you have to be very experienced. Other than that, if you're not experienced, you have to go on a team because we want to help you become successful. So how does that work? So the team leader, um, so do you want to talk numbers or do you want to, do you want me to just say what the team leader does? Oh, I want to see what the team leader does. Is I think it's a good place to start so that people can get a grasp of that. Okay. So the team leader is really responsible to reach out. Um, I tell all of the team members, they have to go up the chain of command. They first go to their team leader. And if for some reason they're unable or if they're having challenges or something that the team leader is not able to if the team leader's dropping the ball, I need to know about it right away. But if they're having just problems and the team leader, the, the team leader can, you know, can handle that. Now, if the team leader doesn't know the answer, they come to me. I give them the answer. They re then report it back to the team members. We do a chain of command here. And it's really just to preserve, um, keep everybody in, you know, on the same page and to preserve time, really. That's just how it works. Um, so now again, I've had people in the past, uh, which we're going to talk about today, where team members have come to me to tell me their team leader has dropped dropping balls. Now we're going to talk about that today. Um, cause I want to tell you guys how we transitioned from that and what ended up having to happen. Uh, and that was a very recent thing. Um, so I always want to keep the doors of communication open and let them know that I love them. I'm here for them. The culture is all of us. It's not just the team that their team leader is their team leader, but the culture is all of us and that we're all here to support them and we're all here to build them. And everything that I do is to help their business grow. Um, so you know, that's really helped our culture as a whole, you know, just making sure that everybody stays um, as a family and know that we all work together. So, yeah.
That's so what does the team leader do? The team leader uh, reaches out to them, answers all of their questions, does the training for them. Now I have another really cool thing that I do um, in our office that's different is the team leaders take turns training all of the team. So I love that because everybody can learn and you know meet all of the team leaders and they can learn a little bit from everybody. So every Tuesday night we have trainings. Um, so tonight is business planning and goal setting for 2019. So that's what we're doing tonight. So every week, um, one of the team leaders takes a turn and does, like we usually find their strengths, something that the team leader is really good at. And I say, you, you're really great at this. Can you do this on, you know, this, this Tuesday or what date can you do it? Let's put you on the calendar. So it's every Tuesday at 6 p.m. We're very consistent about our time frames and they all take turns. So that really helps. You know, if you were just on a standalone team by yourself, you're required to do all of this on your own. But being in our office, the team leaders share responsibilities and they help and support each other. Um, so that's how it works. Leads. Leads all come. We do have company leads that I do provide, but the team leader provides the leads for the team members. And so that's really important to know, um, you know, because it does make a difference in your splits. So, you know, so I, I love that you have a different model than everybody else. I mean, I really do. I love the fact that you created this. I, maybe you stole it from somebody else, but as far as I know, no one's running anything like you do, like you are. So it's it's nice to see, you know, we have these conversations and it's like, we do this, so everybody else do that. So if you don't mind, just so that people can understand, would you talk about the compensation that you give the team leader? And then would you talk about the compensation a team member gets? And is that up to the team leader or is that up to you? Okay. So um, there is some flexibility with the team leaders and it comes from the team leaders, but standard across the board, everybody's on a 50-50 split. And so the team members love it because they're obviously getting leads. They're, you know, there's, there's so much benefits being provided to them. So they love it. Now the other 50% gets split between the company and the team leader. So that's a huge compensation plan for the team leader. Um, and the reason we do, do that is because obviously they're paying for the, the, uh, the leads and obviously we've got to compensate them for all the time and energy that they're putting into developing the talent, right? So that's what, that's how we do things and why we do them that way. And it's very profitable for us. And so that's why we continue to do it. Um, and, and I enjoy it because it gives me weekends and, and more time. You know, I can, I, I really bought myself time. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that the agents were really successful. So I knew that they needed more than just me. They needed more support. And so I could have chosen to hire a full-time person, but I figured that this was the better way to do things. Um, and it's more profitable and it works. So if it works, I'm going to keep on doing it. I say go back through that one more time. So team leader gets how much? 25%. 25% of what? The commission. Of, of the team members. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay, so they get 25% of every dollar that that team member brings in in gross commission income. Is that correct? That's correct. And for that, what are they required or expected to do and pay for? Okay, they have to provide leads. They have to be doing their daily huddles. They have to participate in the company huddles. They have to do training like once every seven weeks, right? I mean, it's just, they could do more, but they have to do training every whenever their time spot is up and that's that's all they have to do they have to develop the talent and make sure that the agents are the team members are being taken care of and that training is for weeknights uh, you know yeah. so because again a lot of people coming in that are new yeah are uh, you know have full-time jobs yeah. so we can accommodate that yeah so we want to help the part-timers 
turn themselves into full time. So that's another unique thing that we're doing that other people aren't. They're doing their all their trainings in the day, which is unfortunate because a lot of people want to become successful in real estate, but they're they're they have that full time job and they haven't made the leap of faith yet. Um, so we're trying to help them get there a little faster. So what percentage of your people do you suppose are part time versus full time? Um. Right now, you know what? That is a great question. I wish I would have prepared for Michael Hellickson. I would say that about four. Oh, Connie Chung. I hit probing questions that I keep between us. <laughs> um, for, uh, about 40%. Yeah. I mean, about 40%. And, and I'm okay with that. Like a lot of times people tell me I'm not taking um, part-time people. I love them. I love them. They deserve the opportunity to, to be successful. They want to, they want to become successful. Why not? Why, why can't we help them? Um, but the, the way to help them is to give them the night and evening trainings um, and the support that they need. So I tell them this is a benefit to be on the team because you're going to go to your team leader. And if you're working, can't show property, your team leader is going to have that solution. You guys are going to find a solution within your team and make that happen. So it's, it's really great opportunity for everyone. Okay. Right, so let me make sure I have you, I just want to make sure I have it clear of the 80 people that are at the brokerage, all of them are either squad team leaders or on a team. Is that correct? Or is there some people who are just solely brokerage agents? Um, no, I, so I do for, remember there's experienced people that come in that are very experienced. So those, there is a separate option and they're, we call them solo agents. So they're not on a team and they're not a team leader. I tell them that I would love to get them to the position where they could be a team leader, um, but we have to get the experience under, you know, the, I, I, I require at least 25 sales in a two-year time period, at least 12, one sale a month in two-year time period. And then I feel like you're qualified to at least, you know, be a really good team leader at some point, um, you know, that I can help you get there. Uh, again, with my support, my training. And so every Tuesday at 10 a.m., we also do team leader training where we teach the team leaders how to be team leaders um, and what they need to be doing. And then we also talk about, you know, uh, people who are struggling and what we need to do to help them. And we all come together with solutions. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. So are the team leaders, are they responsible for recruiting to their team or do you do all the recruiting to their team? Nope, I do all the recruiting. Okay, so what if they want to recruit? What if they want to add people? Oh, they they do. They all do. Everybody in our office recruits because they love what we have, and so they're always telling people, and it's pretty awesome. Okay. That's what we're giving that us away too. So, uh, yeah. you know, if they do bring people into class mm -hmm. as a new agent, then you know they get a one ticket for our drawing for our Mercedes, which we're doing this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're doing drawing as well. Yep. Now that we got for long. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that's good. Okay, so. If I'm a solo agent, I come into your brokerage, I'm a solo agent, and I want to build my own team within your brokerage, am I allowed to do that? Of course. Of course. So, okay, so what's the advantage of doing the program with you on the 25 versus the, you know, I'm just going to come in and build my own team? Well, because you have tons of support and you're being taught how to run it. So you're invited to the 10 o'clock meetings on Tuesday on how to run a team successfully, because you and I both know anybody who's tried to run a team, there are specific ways to build a successful team and develop talent. And you need a lot of support for that. So anybody and everybody's welcome to do it on their own, but isn't it better when you have, you know, the shortcut results, right? You, you have support, you have the whole office 
you know, helping you, you're trading team members. If they, if they're, you know, um, kind of like coaches, you know, in our organization, if, if there's somebody who's not doing really well, maybe I'm just not the right coach for them. And maybe Brian is. So why don't we switch them over? Um, so they do the same thing with, in the teams with our squads, you guys call them. Um, so we trade members to help make sure that they're as successful as we can possibly get them. So they're, that's the advantage. Okay. So that's interesting. So what if I have, let's say I've come in under the 25% model um, and, and I'm a team leader as, as part of that. So what if then I decide, you know, I don't want to be on that model anymore. I just want to go out and do my own thing. Can I leave and take my team with me or do I have to start over? No. Now, if you, if you recruited those people, no. Well, first of all, our independent contractor agreement says that you're not allowed to recruit people and bring them with you. You, there's a period of time that you're not allowed to even discuss anything with, with our, our agents. So no, they're not allowed to do that. When, when um, you say I, leave, do you mean leave the brokerage or leave and stay at the brokerage and, and do what you're talking about, Michael? Cause those are different. I, I agree. That's what I'm, so I'm wondering if I just want to leave the, that, you know, and not be a part of that team, I still want to be in the brokerage. But now I want to transition over to I'm going to now just have my own team in the brokerage and not do the whole 25 percent thing. No, nope. no, nope. nobody's allowed to to do that because okay. I recruited people. like, right. I'm the one that's primarily bringing I'm building their team for them. So okay. it wouldn't be a fair thing to say, oh, sure, you, you can let me build it and then you can take it all that that wouldn't really be fair. By the way, before I forget, logistically speaking, I've got somebody I'm hearing notifications on their computer in the background. If you guys could double check that, make sure all your notifications are turned off. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, so good stuff. So this is really interesting. And, and, and to Brian's point, what's really especially interesting is it is a different model than other people are using. And, I, and it's, I love hearing different models because I think it challenges us to think differently about what's possible and what works and what doesn't work. And just because one thing's working doesn't mean there aren't other things out there that work equally as well or even better. Uh, and so I'm, I'm stoked to be hearing this. So uh, Brian and Shri, other questions on, on this vein before we move kind of to a, another vein? No? I got it. Okay, all right. So then I wanna ask really quick, Stephen Marshall uh, asks, how many total packages do you offer just for your team? For my for our team, there's only one, but in our brokerage, there are four options. Okay, so tell us about tell us first of all what are the what is the option for the team? If I'm a team, if I'm on your team, what does that look like? It's, it's a 50-50 split. Leads are provided. I mean, Giovanni, you can talk about your team. Um, he's got uh, you know an ISA. He's the way he's running it is you know we have an ISA making all of the appointments for the agents. Um, he, you know, he provides them uh, with leads. I mean, his, his listing agent and his team, he's got them on three listing appointments a week. Um, so, so, you know, they're, yeah, he's pretty much doing everything for them. I mean, we even have the assistant writing all of their personal notes for them. So there's a lot of services being provided as a member of a team, but in our brokerage, we have, you don't have to be on a team. As long as you have experience, you could be a solo agent. We're okay with that. I, I'm totally okay with that. Um, I just don't believe that there's one size fits all. Um, and a lot of times people will come in as a solo agent and then realize, wow, I like all the benefits that the, the team members are receiving. Maybe it's best for me to go on a team. So I've had really, really good agents, believe it or not, that have switched over um, to being a solo agent and go back to a team because they like all of the benefits. Ah, I, that, that doesn't surprise me. I've seen that a lot in my own business where, you know, we have somebody that, 
you know, like a, a buyer's agent or even a listing agent that's on our team. And they're thinking, gosh, you know, I think I'd just be better off on my own. I mean, geez, it sure seems easy. Michael, you know, doesn't really do anything and collects all this money on everything we all do, right? Like they have no idea what happens on the back end. And so they're thinking, well, I could just go do that on my own. What do I need Michael for? And then they leave and they either go to another team or they just try and do it on their own. And almost without fail, it's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, I need to come back because I'm not doing the volume that I was. In fact, I, can't, I don't think there's ever been a time that I've seen someone leave our team and increase their number of transactions per year. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Me uh, yeah, see, and Sheree, have you ever had that happen? I, 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 I just, I mean, and I think it just goes without saying that teams make it a lot easier to be successful. Okay, so Brian Shree, go ahead. So let's just talk about the event and let's talk about, and I know we're, we're going to cross terms here. So I'm going to say Giovanni's team. Um, <laughs> let's talk about things that you're you know doing and things that, that are working inside of your team. Cause that's your team is a traditional, what we think of as teams. So what kind of things are working? What kind of challenges are you having? What, what opportunities are there? Maybe share some of the stuff that you do that might be unique inside your own personal team. Um, I, I try to make it as simple as possible for my team members. Like I said, like Sarah said, I mean, I set them up on appointments, um, listing appointments, buyer appointments, whatever it is. My goal for them is to basically just get on appointments, get them under contract, and move on to the next person. Of course, with the follow-ups uh, with our clients, so that way, you know, we want to make sure that we're also that they're getting the referrals as they're working the transaction. So again, follow-up is the key, uh, you know, and updating your clients through, you know, throughout the transaction. But really, it's all about. And the, and the transaction management, yeah. Johnny. I mean, that's a really big piece of it. I mean, when you have a, a, a transaction coordinator handling all of it for you and you've got an ISA making your appointments, I mean, like, life doesn't get any easier than that. Yeah, we go as far as even handwritten notes. So yeah. each and every time they talk to someone, if we have their physical address, um, what I want them to do is basically send an email to my admin, Michaela, right? Who helps <laughs> me daughter. out. Yeah, who does uh, <laughs> handwritten notes. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, who does handwritten notes on our on on uh, the agent's behalf? Put a, uh, their business cards in there, and yep. also a Starbucks card right? yeah. mm -hmm. to make them look professional. Once we go under contract, once we start working with them, once we close, yep. you know, and we're touching base. She's got pretty handwriting, so that makes a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's my idea. Oh, sorry, that's my idea of a team is that. As the team leader, being on your team should be easier. So I like for people, you know, on my team to just have to focus on here's the leads, call them, close them, let's keep going. You know, get them under contract, hand the sucker over, and you go out and get more business. Um, so, and I found that the more and more that I added to the value of what we provide, because it's all about what you can provide outside of just leads. You know, nowadays it's writing, writing. Yeah, it's writing checks to get leads. But what else is there? Culture, you know, that's one thing. Um, like you said, the handwritten notes, the things that people just completely forget about. That's another thing. Those are time consuming things that instead of me doing it, can I be out getting more business is, is what I uh, think as being a team member. Um, so I like that you guys are doing that. I think it's important for those that are team leaders to consider doing more than just that. I mean, more than just handing out leads. That's your team members will leave you pretty fast because it's more than just leads. So yeah. let me ask you a quick question, Giovanni, because it's something that uh, my team is starting to do. So maybe I'm just going to try and steal an idea from you, from you here and maybe everyone 
else can do it too. So I love the idea of sending handwritten notes or cards or, or whatever it is, just something that's a personal touch that's not an email, a text, a video text, a phone call, any of those things. Um, we started doing this about a month and a half ago. You know, obviously people for years and years and years have done that with sellers. The problem is, is they haven't been doing it with buyers. So we've been working on that. And I'll tell you what we're doing. I'd like to hear what, what you guys are doing as well. So we're coming up with things like, hey, Mr. Buyer, I know that you're, you're, not, you're not our client yet. We haven't met yet. I know you're seven, eight, 10 months out. But, you know, we do a lot of client events. And if you're, if you, if you're okay with it, if you give, her, give us your home address, we will mail you events to our client events. And then I tell them about the client events. You know, we had a water park. We had a pie giveaway. We had a movie, all that kind of stuff. Are you guys doing that? Or what else are you doing to potentially get their home address? Because here's the thing. There's like 1% of the agents in the country who are trying to mail buyers. So I'd like to hear what you're doing. Also got, you know, we've got newsletters that a lot of the, you know, the teams will put out. So again, that that's the easy way to, we have a monthly newsletter that goes out that's got coupons in it and it's got all kinds of information, but also the, the, the client appreciation events. We invite all the leads in our database. I know it sounds crazy, but we invite all the leads in our database. And I got to tell you, there have been so many people that have showed up at our event and that have come from the database. And then we've turned them into clients because now we get that base. And it's crazy because a lot of them have not even um, ever responded to anything. Like they literally like, you know, they ghost <laughs> crickets. Uh, we don't hear anything. And next thing you know, we're inviting them to an event and they show up. Um, so, so we love that. Um, and, and everybody should be doing that, inviting all of our leads to the front. And then you can easily get their address from that. Um, so another thing too that we do to get, to get the um, addresses is we do raffles. So we'll say, uh, we're doing a raffle for, if you can share the social media posts, we love show, social media post sharing. And then, well, we've got to get your address to, um, to mail you the information and mail you your gift card if you win. Um, so we can easily get people's addresses there. But a lot of times, Brian, you wouldn't believe this. You can just go on tax records and we find them right away. Um, so that's just another easy way. I mean, we just become real stalkers. Yeah, and for and I don't know how Virginia works, but in Arkansas, I can't get the tenants information. In other words, if they're a homeowner, then I can get their contact information, but I can't get it if they're a tenant. And you know, to me, that's where the goal. Although homeowners are good too, but the goal is the people who no one is contacting because no one has their home address. So um, I love the idea of coupons. I love the idea. You, you've got to give people if you want somebody's home address, you want their phone number. You've got to give them something in exchange. And I love that you guys have come up with. And and I know you're doing a newsletter, but honestly, if you tell me, hey Brian, I'm going to send you a newsletter, give me your home address, I'm like, I don't want your flipping newsletter. But if you tell me there's coupons and events and exciting stuff in there, then I'm like. Whoop. So. <laughs> and I would love to share this with everybody. A free resource that you can get even tenants is Fast People Search. Fast People Search, right? Yeah, Fastpeoplesearch.com. You'll find yourself on there, guys. It's crazy. Um, all of the information that you think is, is, is and most um, sites charge for it, but it's free. And it's got your, it's got their address, whether they're a tenant or their homeowner, and it shows all kinds of information. And it's free. So you don't even have to pay for white pages anymore. We used to pay for white pages, but we don't have to anymore. It's free. So fast people search. Interesting. I just wrote that one down. Thank you for that. I'm going to check that one out. I want to ask a little bit different question. And, and, and Giovanni, this is really for you. Are you still in production? I am. I okay. Am. I'm, I'm, so 
So the only thing I'm doing is basically the referrals. It's hard to give away the referrals um, because again, I've done it before where an agent would mess up. Uh, and next thing you know, you know, I'm just afraid that my referral business will go away if I end up passing it along. But some of them we can give away. Like for example, we got one, this, we did the Manassas yeah. Christmas parade and um, one of the girls that, you know, we know saw us and, and sent us a text message. Actually, she's not the only one. We got a lot of text messages that day. Saw you in the parade. I'm thinking about selling. Um, but one of them, oh, you know, she's really, you know, good. I, she's like really close to us, but she even said, I know you guys don't do sales, you know, pass me to the, somebody good in the office. So we can get away with it sometimes, but you know, for those that are really like, no, we want you to do it. Then Giovanni has to do those, unfortunately, but the rest of them, we give them away because we don't, you know, and I haven't done sales in years, but that's not my thing. I've been building, building, a, you know, the agents for a long time. I, I like working with people. Yeah. So. And let me tell you this, although this is kind of, maybe I shouldn't say it. Giovanni is such a rock star agent. I'm not kidding. So I sent my parents his way and my dad ended up not even doing anything with the house, but just the amount of attention that he paid to them, not even knowing whether they were going to sell, whether they weren't. I mean, you completely impressed me. So, um, yeah, I mean, hands down, you're my, you guys are my go-to people for the DMV area just because of how much you took care of my family. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I know why you're asking if he's in production or not, so I'll let you go ahead on it. But I, about I selfishly want Giovanni to take care of them. <laughs> no, I get that. But, you know, the reason I ask is because so often, especially, you know, with team leaders, you know, as they start building a team, I had a call with the team leader this morning. And as they, as they, as they start building their team, they're so anxious to get out of production that, and, and I'll put this in terms Brian's used in the past, they forget to sell real estate, right? And you guys, like, I hope everybody watching this, especially those aspiring team leaders that are watching this right now, I want you guys to remember, you've got to remember to sell real estate. And I would suggest that until you've got at least 15 people on your team and your team production, and well, 20 is, is a very safe number, but at a bare minimum, I think you've got to have 15 people on your team. And that, that means 15 really good producing agents on your team that now their production is enough to support you and your lifestyle as well as everything else that needs to happen to fund the team. And then it's time to start thinking about getting out of production. And then you can really grow fast, right? Now you can really spend a lot more time on growth. But if you do it too early, the problem that happens is now you think, oh, I'm going to get out of production and, you know, because I'm building a team and I'm doing this new thing now. And so I'm going to completely get out of production, just focus on building a team. But what happens is you go broke in the short term, because when you build a team, what you got to remember is even though your product, your, your transaction numbers and your production numbers are going up, your net income in the first year of building a team goes down. And it's, uh, that's it's something you guys, you have to have to have to remember uh, because if you fail to remember that, you're going to get to the end of that year and you're going to be like, what the heck? I just lost $100,000 in income. I don't understand. Well, and the, those people who are, who rush to get out of production that I coach, I always tell them, you know, listen, this is a marathon. So you getting out of production is going to take time. It's not, and that's the reason why I said 20 is because you got a five person buffer there. Yep. Okay. So if 15 is the number that you must have, you need to have 20, maybe even 25 because the agent can wake up and the wind changed and they just decided, oh, great. You know what? I can do this on my own. And they might be your top producer of those 20 and they leave. Now it really looks like you only have 15. Okay. So that's the reason why, but 
I hear so many people that, that talk um, to me and they say, I don't have time to recruit and be in production. So my recruiting has started to take over because I've been pushed so much to recruit, 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 that now I haven't gone out and sold any houses. And I'm like, well, why didn't you go sell any houses? I don't understand why you're not selling any houses, you know? So to me, when I hear people talk and they whine about it, I'm going, you're preaching to the choir. I don't want to hear it because <laughs> Brian knows this. I had to roll my sleeves up. It was very tiring. We figured out my schedule as to when I can do it and stay consistent. So first thing is if you're flying by the seat of your pants and you don't live off of a schedule, well, you're messing up right there. You have to, you have to have a schedule. You have to have it on your calendar. When are you doing this? A lot of people don't want to do group interviews. Be smart about it. Your time is your money. Be smart about it. I pushed back on these things. So I'm talking about things that I pushed back on. And Brian knows I pushed back on it because I pushed him. Uh, yeah. So these are certain things that you just got to do. So if you're super anxious to get out of production, I understand that. You have to stay in it. You have to stay in it until you hit that goal. When that goal happens, then you can trickle out. It doesn't mean you wake up the next day and say, I'm not doing this anymore. It doesn't work that way. I was going to say this too. So I was coaching somebody who was in a market that their average sales price was about $400,000. So, and I don't know all your systems, but my guess is that you guys basically Giovanni goes and takes the listing, hands it over to a listing coordinator or some version of that. And then he goes and does it again and again and again and again. So it's interesting. I had someone say, well, I got a referral, but I'm not in production. I'm not going to be in production anymore. I'm just going to let that go. And I asked this person, I said, how many hours are you going to spend on this transaction? He goes, I don't know, 10. And I said, well, oh. first of all, that's not true. You're going to spend like two to three. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. If you got a $12,000 commission, what else are you going to do that makes $4,000 an hour? And, you know, is interesting when Michael and I first started coaching together, he said, I'd never plan on you getting out of production. Now we've changed that a little bit as we've moved forward. But my point is I had a, I had a year that I consider myself out of production that I'll close 25 transactions. Now I didn't do any lead generation. I didn't do, but my past client says, come list my house. And it takes me 20 minutes. I go do that because everybody else does all the rest of the, the work. They take the pictures, they coordinate. So, you know, I want everybody listening to understand that out of production doesn't mean that sometimes you don't go sign a listing contract because it takes 15 minutes. Yeah. And don't forget systems, you know, uh, uh, you have to have those systems in place and you need the people in order to run those systems. So that's the that's really what I'm hearing when I hear Brian speak in, in a well-structured team. In order for you to get out of production, you must have those systems in place for everything to start running. You're switching over to having a bona fide business and that's what you want. You want a bona fide business there. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I just want to say that I don't tell people to start a team to get out of production. I tell people to start a team to pick up a vacation. So you're very quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. To take a, I tell people just to start a team to take a vacation, like not to get out of production. Let's just start with the basics here. Like you start a team to just take a vacation. I just need a few days off. So that's why you start a team. Then you can get there eventually. So I don't tell people to start a team to get out of production. I tell them to start a team to take a vacation that you can actually <laughs> And I while something's going on with your microphone, just FYI, I'm not sure why, but all of a sudden it's really quiet. But but while you're on that vacation, you should pay attention to the things that you have to do while you're on that vacation. And when you come back, let's figure out a system so that you don't have to do those things the next vacation. Because I promise you the next vacation is going to be a whole nother list of things that you realize why 
I shouldn't be doing this. I should have a system so that when I take a vacation, my phone is not ringing. Exactly. Well, and here's, you know, I, I got to keep coming back to this. And I hope everybody pays close attention to this because it's not just the team leader that gets the vacation when you're on right. a team, right? So many people think that being a team, you know, on a team or a part of a team is really for the benefit of the team leader. Dude, it's for everybody's benefit. Everybody gets to have a better life when the team is functioning the way it should be functioning. You know, every, like if I, the, the, the really nice thing, if I'm a team member, if I'm a buyer's agent on a team, well, guess what? I don't have to be on the hook for all that money. I don't have to take all the risk. I don't have to have the months where I lose $40,000. I don't have to be the one that makes sure that I'm constantly hiring, training, recruiting, not just the agents, but administrative team members as well. Because guess what? There's turnover there too. And now I got a whole nother group of people. I got to manage. I got to lead. I got to support. I got to make sure that, they, that we've got the right bandwidth in there to handle the transaction count over here. I mean, you know, Sheree, you really nailed it. It's the transition from being uh, uh, self-employed and and really truly being a business owner, and that is a major transition, and it doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody's cut out to be a business owner, and 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 I'm not saying that that makes someone less than or anything like that. All I'm saying is it's a different skill set. The key though is in order to get there in real estate, it's almost always necessary to first be good at actually selling real estate. So you can fund your dream of growing a team and being an actual business owner. And it's, it's, it's tricky. It's hard. So when you talk about team members, it makes me think I have a, I have a, a gal on my team who's, who's got a pretty crappy hand dealt to her right now where her mom has had to have brain surgery and strokes and she's in, she's in Florida. So, but she's been in Florida for the last four weeks actually. And it's probably still going to continue on. But over the last four weeks, she's made $21,000 while she's been in Florida. And she's come back once or twice, but hey, I need a help with showing my client this. We go do it. And nothing's asked. It's not a go do it. And can you give me something or can you split this because you're doing because I'm doing it for you? No, we're there to support her the same way that she would do that for us. But, you know, when you think about that, so you have life that just that just hits you upside the head really quick. And what do you do? You fall back on your team. So that you can still make $21,000 that month, mean, meaning that's what hit her account after splits and everything else. And you can take care of your mother without feeling as if I've got to choose between my house and my family. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right about that. And I love the way you put that because the team is really everybody's helping each other. And nobody's, it's not tit for tat, right? It's not, well, you did this for me, so I owe you this. It's not like that. It's like, look, we're a team. We help each other out. We're all in this together. And, and that's a culture thing. And you, know, you I, I can't remember who mentioned this earlier, but you know, people will uh, be attracted based on what they think the opportunity is, but people will stay or leave your team, stay on or leave your team based on culture alone. And, and people cannot underestimate the value of that culture. They will also refer people into the team when the culture is right. Money is less important than culture when the culture is right. And frankly, when it's wrong too, because I can throw money at somebody if I've got bad culture and it doesn't matter. They ain't staying, they're gone. And likewise, I cannot be paying quite as much, but the culture is amazing and people will stay because why would I want to go spend, because where do I spend most of my waking hours? At work, right? Why would I want to go spend time over here where maybe I can make a little bit more money, but I hate what I'm freaking doing. I hate who I'm doing it with. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not what I want to do with my life versus I could be over here. I enjoy who I work with. I make a good solid living um, and, and I have the opportunities that I want to have. Dude, that's an easy choice for most people. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, before I forget, I need to put a shout out there. And, and Sarah, I'm going to ask you a question about your four uh, different models in the office there. But before we do that, 
Uh, I want to put a shout out to our sponsor, Wise Hire. Uh, many of us on the call here, I see uh, Sarah and Giovanni nodding their heads. So I guess all of us on the call here use WiseHire uh, for hiring both administrative team members as well as agents. And uh, I got to just tell you, if you guys go to wisehire.com forward slash club wealth, and maybe somebody could put that in the uh, chat here. Uh, wisehire.com forward slash club wealth is our discount link into WiseHire. So you can get the same deal we get. Uh, and we love them. Uh, we use them all the time. And I've had as many as uh, literally 300 people register for a position uh, from WiseHire. Uh, Sheree and I recently, we had uh, over 130 people on a webinar, all of whom, you know, that wanted a job with us uh, in a sales role, an ISA role, actually. And all of those came from WiseHire. So uh, give them a shot, guys. They, they do really good stuff. We have good success with them. Um, real quick, I want to go to a question from Coach Misty Bruton. Uh, who is on as well. She says, no joke. I signed a new listing on Sunday last minute and completely unexpected. I had 30 minutes to prep. It's been a while, but it felt good. So it's not a question, but she's saying that she, she likes going on listing appointments too. And a lot of us do. For me to take that jump from, let's call it when I was at, you know, 25 deals uh, 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 or 25 to 30 listings a month. And I went up to 50 to 75 listings a month. It, I got to a point where I love going on the listing appointments so much that I had to, I had to program my brain to stop doing it. And it was really hard for me to stop doing it because I was good at it and I enjoyed it. But for my team to grow where I needed it to grow, it was really important for me to come out of that level of production. And, and that's when I had, I ended up with five. I started off, I had four, but I ended up with five listing agents and I got focused on what I needed to be focused on, which was dialing in the team, recruiting for the team, really making the team better. Uh, and that's tough if you, especially if you love the production side. Uh, so Sarah, talk to tough me, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> it was tough for me. I love the production side. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. So it was I like the check that I get from the production side, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I like changing people's lives, and I think that the more people that I have that are team members, they are then helping those buyers and sellers that are there so i'm it's like a it's it's a direct effect going all the way down so i help change that team member's life and then help that person then helps the buyers or the sellers like so that's how i feel that's what fills my tank for it uh, not sitting down in front of someone at an appointment doesn't will i do it of course i will do it but it's it's the same thing and so it's what fills my love tank or my you know it not my love tank wait a minute that sounds oh. Well, that's a different that's kind a of different uh, one, isn't it? I think I'm that's a different Club Wealth TV. Right. I guess we know. You know, it's funny because uh, when they say when it comes to Freudian slips, that there's always a little bit of truth to it. So there's something uh, going on. Uh, I'm wearing a red today. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah, talk to us and Sarah and Jeevan, talk to, talk to us a little bit more about in the office. There, you got these four models. So you've outlined the one model, and uh, so walk us through the other three models in the office there. So uh, in our office, there are four choices when a person comes in, depending on their experience level. Okay, so that's really vital. And I think a lot of times people just give people the choices. And, you know, just like kids, they don't know what they don't know. And so from, from our perspective, it's important for us to lead them to, to the path to success. And so it's all based upon experience. Um, so brand new agents, like I told you, agents that are not really experienced, um, they have to go on a team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They have to go on a team. And then the next choice, if they're, if they're an experienced agent um, that's got a great production, then we can put them as a solo agent. That's the next um, step up. 
um, from there, if they would like, if they've meet at, they've had at least 50 transactions in the last few years, then they qualify for our 100% program. So they can, they're just on their own. They can do their own thing. I don't, you know, just, uh, I mean, if they've had 50 transactions in the last couple of years, I know that they're pretty self-sufficient. They're probably still going to need me sometimes, um, but that's okay. Um, you know, it's just not going to be a daily kind of thing. So I'm okay with that. And then the highest and, and best um, option in our office is, again, that team leader model. So I want to grow that as fast as I can because I do need more help in that. Um, so I'm, I'm actually looking for more team leaders now, but they have to have a lot of experience because obviously they're going to be leading the team, you know, the people that I bring into our company. So I need to make sure that they're very experienced. So again, not, not anybody is just qualified to be in these positions. You have to, you know, make sure that you have the, um, you know, the knowledge behind it so that we can help them become successful. So, you know, one of the things that I think has worked really well for Club Wealth, we have a tiered system, right? And you don't get to just be in a tier just because you want to be in a tier, just because you're willing to pay to be in that tier. You don't get to be there if you don't qualify. And I think there's a number of reasons why that makes a big difference, right? Number one, because the people that are already in that tier, they don't want to be networking and mastermind and hanging out with people that aren't at their same level because they're, they want to have conversations that can only be had with people that understand what they're going through. Likewise, if I'm brand new in the business, I really don't benefit from being in a conversation with people that are doing a thousand transactions a year. That doesn't help me as much. Um, and so for that, so from that standpoint, it makes sense to have this tiered structure, but also like, as I, as I think about these different options, you've got in your brokerage, the fact that I have to qualify for something gives me a reason to strive for it. And it's funny, you know, Napoleon said, and actually uh, George Patton uh, quoted him later. Uh, and, and he said, it's amazing what a man will do for a piece of ribbon, right? So they're talking about people will go to war and get shot at for a piece of ribbon, right? For a little, a little accolade, a little uh, appreciation. Uh, and I think about if, if someone doesn't have to strive to get somewhere, if there's no, if there's no you know, effort required to obtain that, the value of whatever that is, is diminished. Uh, and it's funny how people will do things for, people will do things for someone else that they won't do for themselves. People yeah. will literally go the extra mile to, uh, to hit a production level so they can get an award for that production level because they want the award more than they want the money. Uh, and so, I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about that, but it really is true. You know, you look at, you know, people will work hard to get to tier four or to tier five, six, seven, whatever, because they want the prestige that comes along with being in that tier. So, so I'm looking at your model and I'm listening to this, these different options they've got. And I love that you have standards they have to meet to qualify for those. Are you also doing something like that on your team? No. No. I need, I need, I need to work on that. <laughs> She's so, like, <laughs> yeah. So if I might be allowed to coach for just a moment, uh, my suggestion would be find a way to do that on your team. Find a way to incentivize. I'll give you an example. Misty, uh, who's watching right now, and, and uh, by the way, shout out to Misty. And I also see Susan Crawford. And Susan, I'm sorry, but the Broncos just aren't the Seahawks. It is what it is. Um, that said, uh, I really I want you to go into your team, and I want you to find ways to incentivize them. Similar to what Misty's done, she's got an A team and a B team, right? You want to get leads? You're on the A team. You know, if you're not hitting certain KPIs, if you're not doing a certain number of transactions per, per month, like, then you're coming in. Go ahead. What? 
we, we are actually doing that. So if they don't meet the daily huddles, the leads are turned off for the day. Yeah, there are, there are requirements. Yeah, you can't get leads if you're not um, participating and you're not showing up. So that we do have, yes. Okay, so okay. maybe I'm your, your, I don't have like tiers in our group, but there are KPIs 100% and there's consequences if you don't meet those KPIs. Yes, so, is, it, is that so better? Okay. I, 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 I uh, you know, Misty and I are, are you know, we, we were part of all the Club Wealth family. So uh, when she was doing that, I decided, huh, that sounds like a smart idea. So I did the same thing. And then what I do have on the team is a tiered based type of system. If someone comes in and they're a referral, yeah. it, it goes to my squad leaders. That's it. I'm not trusting that type of a, a client to anyone else. Okay. If, um, if they're brand new, well, you're on the pond. That's where you are. You know, there's a graduation as to when you get sync leads or when you get realtor.com leads or Zillow leads, there's a, there's a graduation that's there that has to be there for them. So they're working harder in order to move up. And the higher they go, the easier it is for them to get a deal. Cause I get, a, I get a lot of referrals. So the higher that they go, the easier it is for them to get deals. I think probably my weakness would be that I don't communicate that we are actually doing that um, enough. I tell people all the time, if you're in my office, you're going to get a lead because you're in my office and, and I get leads all day. People text me, random people text me all day and I just pass them out. Hey, you take, somebody take this, somebody take that. Um, so I probably need to do a little bit better job um, communicating that more that you, you get the better stuff when you are participating and when you're reaching these goals. So I think that that's something I probably need to work on. I would agree, but it's not just about communicating it better. It's about defining it better, right? Okay. So and as an example, Misty just mentioned in the chat, she said, we just created this over the weekend. We now have rings of success for our team members to move through. Each yeah. ring has more value, more recognition. I'm so excited to roll this out. So as an example, if you have like a tiered approach to it, right? You say, okay, you're a tier one agent on the team. You're a brand new agent. You're going to be in the pond or whatever. You're a, tier, a squad leader. Maybe that, you know, to be a squad leader, maybe you have to be in at least tier four. So you're doing a certain number of production, you know, a certain production level, certain closing rate, uh, you know, whatever other things. And along with each of these things comes greater opportunity, greater recognition, uh, greater value, more stuff. Uh, you know, maybe you earn showing assistance at a certain level, right? Maybe you, you know, there, there's just, there's all kinds of things you can do with this. But the key is that if you want more, you have to do more. And if you do more, we will respond in kind. And, uh, and, and, and then you also, I think that, I think it's important. I like for Club Wealth, look at one of the things that's worked very well for us is we're very open about what tier people are in. People know what tier people are in. And it matters because I know when I'm talking to Sheree Benjamin, I'm talking to a tier four, right? Or a tier five. Sorry, tier five. Sorry. <laughs> no. See? See what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. You see how important it is to people? You call a tier two or a tier three a tier two, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I earned the right to be a tier three. Right? Yeah. And they did, and they did earn it, and it matters, and it really gets people excited. And it's funny because at our brokerages, at our companies, if you're in tier two or higher, you're probably one of the top couple agents in your brokerage, right? But when yeah. you're in Club Well, you know, dude, when you're in tier three, you're one of a bunch, right? So it gives you that next gear to shift into. You got to find ways to do that on your team. You have to. 
I, I really believe that to the extent that we can find ways to do this on our teams, our teams will not only be more successful, but the velocity of growth on every one of our teams will be improved. Um, so that said, we've got one minute left. So let's go ahead and I want to, for each one of you, give us your parting thoughts and we'll start uh, with Brian Curtis, then we'll go to Cherie, then Sarah and Giovanni, and then I'll wrap it up. So I have two parting thoughts. First of all, I love the fact that you guys found a different way to do something that's working for you and is successful. And it just proves that there are other ways to do things. And then my other two parting thoughts are, I'm not sure why anyone would brag about a football team that's seven and five. And <laughs> I think that the logo for club well should be over Michael's face instead of mine. Yeah, so that's I know. <laughs> I messaged Aubrey about that. So don't worry, Brian. All you gotta do, Brian, it's really easy. Your camera, all you got to do is adjust your camera. It goes up and down. Or, I, I know. I, I'm okay with that. Just put it on your face and you can or, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Funny. So um, mine is that, the way that things have evolved over the course of the, what I've been in club with, I think for three years and Sarah, I think you've been there right around the same, all of us, actually all of us have. Um, but what's happened now that brokers are offering that are a lot more team friendly, such as what Sarah and Giovanni are offering. It, it really makes me think um, too, why would you, if you're not selling really 48 homes a year, then why are you not on the team? That's what I, just listening to you, that's what I'm thinking, you know, so some markets, it might be 36, but I hear a lot of people who say, you know, I sell two homes a month and it's so great for me. And I'm going, yeah, you're not making nowhere near the same amount of money you would be if you were on a team because of all the leverage that's there. And you too are clearly providing a ton of value and a ton of leverage for heck, everybody in your brokerage when I look at your four choices that you have. So, I mean, great job for your, to the, for the, to the two of you and those that are listening, it's either you're on one or you're going to create one. Like it's one of the two that's there and you want to make sure that you're pairing up with brokers such as Sarah and Giovanni, um, Brian, hey, kudos to you there, buddy, uh, <laughs> who are very team friendly and know and understand what you go through. I love it. I agree. All right. So Sarah and Giovanni, quickly, want our last thing that we've got to run. Uh, just culture. I think building that culture, which is, you know, part of our major part of this call was making sure that you're providing value, making sure that your team is very family friendly and that you're supporting each other, taking care of each other and realize that it's more than a business. We're in the people world and we have to take care of each other and um, everything else just falls into place. I love it. I agree hundred percent. Thank you guys so much for being on today. My parting thought for today is it isn't whether they're seven and five. It's how many games they win from here on out. We'll see you in the Super Bowl. Have an awesome day, everybody. And remember inside each one of you, just like the Seahawks, there's a world-class beast just dying to get out. You got to choose to unleash that beast. Clearly the 49ers did not choose to unleash their beast this last weekend, but the Seahawks did. Have a great day. Everybody. Oh, Bye. <laughs>